Hey everyone, it's Jessica from Well Hello Disney. Thank you for joining me for another podcast today. Today we're going to be covering going to the Disney parks without Genie Plus, the strategies you will need to use to make your day run smoothly. Using Genie Plus is definitely a benefit and I definitely advocate for it, but I always know it's not always in the budget. So I'm going to give you some tips today on how to survive your park days and enjoy them without using Genie Plus. With the new variable pricing with Genie Plus, there are some days that we are seeing it at $29. Today at Magic Kingdom, when I looked, it is spring break time. Genie Plus was $29. You add the cost of Tron being $20 and then add the cost of Seven Doors Mine Train being $12. That's a pretty pricey day per person to add on to the ticket price you're already paying. So I understand why people are trying to find strategies to use that don't involve Genie Plus. I do want to point out the very first thing that people need to think about when they think of wait times is Disney does inflate wait times. There are two good reasons to have inflated wait times. When I spoke to a Disney cast member about inflated wait times, they had said they do give a 20-minute buffer because sometimes they want to have that wiggle room because you may wait a little bit longer than the 20 minutes, and then sometimes you get lucky, and it's one of those times where the line is not really as long as posted, and so in your head, you're like, okay, I'm going in for a 45-minute wait. You only wait 25 minutes. User satisfaction or guest satisfaction is higher because they didn't wait as long. But there are those times where the wait time is 100% accurate. And then there's also times where maybe something's going on with the ride and now you've waited a little bit longer. So I always go in with the mentality that what is posted is the wait time. That way, if it is shorter, I'm pleasantly surprised. If it is longer, I'm not too upset because typically it's not too much longer unless the ride breaks down over the posted wait time. The one app that I use for more accurate wait times is an app called Touring Plans. If you use the paid version of it, there are so many data points in there about wait times for each of the rides that will give you a closer to an accurate wait time. And it would be a good tool to use. I don't think it's that expensive. I think it was something like $17 for a year. But again, go and check that price out first. Those things will change over time, but it's not too pricey. And to have a more accurate wait time would be really beneficial on a day that you're not using Genie+. Plus. So let's talk about some advantages that you'll have if you stay on Disney property. This is going to be key if your strategy is to not use Genie Plus to also stay inside the Disney bubble. You also have the Disney transportation to get you directly to all the parks. The biggest thing that you gain out of staying on property or a property that has early entry hours is that extra 30 minutes is going to be crucial to your day. If you have bucket list rides or items that you want to ride, your early entry should be spent only riding those. It has been proven if you are at early entry when it opens. So I'm not talking, oh, you got to the park, you know, 10 minutes after it opened for early entry. You need to be waiting through security at the ticket counter, almost rope dropping early entry to ensure that you can get on those high demand rides if they are on your priority list. If they're not on your priority list, it doesn't matter. But at Hollywood Studios, if you want to ride Rise of the Resistance, Slinky Dog, Tower of Terror, you need to pick which one is the most important for you and 
in the morning, you head straight to that ride. At Magic Kingdom, it's going to be the same thing. Seven Doors Mine Train is going to be your early entry hour. Space Mountain is going to be your early entry hour. And the great thing about Magic Kingdom is if you have those bucket list items, you could go and tackle one of those. So if you go get Space Mountain or go get Seven Doors Mine Train, you can then go and rope drop Frontierland and or Adventureland and go ride Big Thunder Mountain or Jungle Cruise or Pirates or one of, whichever one that you want to. But you have two chances there to get some of those high demand rides done. If I was picking, you know, Hollywood Studios because I have kids, we're heading to Slinky Dog because everyone is running to Rise of the Resistance. There are times where we've not used Genie Plus and Rise of the Resistance is just not on the list for the trip. So we just skip it. We head to Slinky Dog. Same thing at Magic Kingdom. If we are going to be there rope dropping early entry hours, we're heading to Seven Doors Mine Train. And then if we're going to go to the left side of the park for rope drop, we're probably going to Big Thunder Mountain. We like Big Thunder Mountain over. Jungle Cruise, but either one of those is going to have a longer wait time, especially midday. So you want to tackle those. So when it comes to Epcot, this is always our method. Even if we are using Genie Plus, we like to enter through the front of the park. Sometimes when we stay at the Crescent Lake Resorts, which is Boardwalk, Yacht Club, Beach Club, the Marriott's over there, um, you come in through the International Gateway. So if you come in through the International Gateway, your first stop needs to be Remy because you can knock out that ride. If not, if you're coming through the front of Epcot, our plan is always we go to Test Track because it's typically walk-on. We do not play in the innovative area. We leave Test Track, go straight to Frozen, and we can knock those two things out before the park opens. This would still give us enough time to run to France and not have a super long wait, but by that time, Remy already has a line. If you are trying to decide, okay, do I go to Remy or Frozen? It doesn't matter where you're entering from. The honest opinion is do Remy because Remy's wait time is always so much longer than Frozen throughout the day. Remy, you're looking at 80 minutes to 90 minutes, and it is a true 80-minute wait. Or Frozen, typically the highest is about 60 to 75 minutes for midday waiting. So you want to look at the order of how long the wait times are and pick by that if you're not using Genie Plus. However, if Remy's not on your list, skip it and go do Test Track and Frozen. If those aren't on your list, skip it and go to Remy. So the strategy and the priorities is about what's more important to your family versus the most popular ride. If you're there just because you want to get on every ride, that's what we usually do. Guardians is virtual queue, so everyone has two opportunities to do that ride. Virtual queue does not mean that you just walk in like individual lightning lanes. Virtual queue means you will still queue. You just won't be waiting four hours for it. We've waited up to 45 minutes when we've done the virtual queue for Guardians. But let me not go too deep into the parks and let me keep giving you overall strategy for not using Genie+. Plus. Okay, so let's review where we are. So we've talked about Disney's inflated wait times and why they do inflate those wait times and how just to take it for face value for what it is. And hopefully you're presently surprised every time. Using the Touring Plans app, which has more accurate descriptions of how long the wait times are actually at the park. Staying on Disney property is going to be key to getting those bucket list rides in the morning because early entry and being on time for early entry. So that means rope dropping 
early entry times are going to be key to get you on those high demand rides that everyone uses Genie Plus or purchases individual lightning lanes for. Then my next tip is avoid high demand rides from 12 to 4 p.m. That is peak waiting time. Everyone now has made it to the parks. Everyone is in line. The ride times will go up and they will probably be more true to those times. What I tell you to do during those times is you can watch the parades, shows, Use it as a time to do table table service meals. Also, the money you're saving from Genie Plus, go ahead and book those character meals midday. That way you also get to meet some characters without having to wait in super long lines. That's a huge way to knock out some of the things you want to do because meeting characters is part of the Disney experience. And if you don't have to wait in a super long line to do that, Book a character meal and you can knock out five princesses or five characters at those meals and book them during the high wait times, which is from 12 to 4. I also like to take midday breaks. I'm still in the phase where my kids are young. Everyone is under 11. There's four of them. They need to rest in the middle of the day. So that's what we do with that time. But if you are staying off property, I understand it's sometimes a little bit tricky to leave the park. So what we will do if we're not leaving the park is we still go find a place to rest for at least two hours, whether it's the Hall of Presidents at um, Magic Kingdom. We're DVC. So at Epcot, we have the DVC lounge where we can go and rest. Hollywood Studios has a bunch of indoor shows. So we might make that time when we go and do the indoor shows. Same thing with Animal Kingdom. During those peak ride times, you'll find us over at Lion King or the Big Blue and Beyond or just trying to find an indoor spot where we can take a breath. Um, it's Tough to Be a Bug is kind of one of those tricky uh, indoor shows that might stare, scare kids, but it's dark and cool. And so sometimes we'll go in there during those high uh, wait times. The next thing I do say to do is definitely check your Genie Plus app 72 hours before your trip. That will help you gauge where the popular rides are right before your trip. So if you notice that Big Thunder Mountain goes down to a wait time of 20 minutes at the end of the night and it's done it three nights in a row and you're going to be there the next night, then you know, okay, maybe I wait till the end of the night to ride that ride. Watching those Genie Plus times helps you gauge what rides should be your priority. So another strategy to use if you're not planning on using Genie Plus or don't have it in the budget is you need to look at crowd calendars. Undercover Tourist has one of the best crowd calendars for all theme parks in Orlando. You can see exactly why and when crowds are going to be going down. And the important thing about crowd calendars is you want to travel in off-peak season. That way the crowds are already less. And so it makes it a little bit easier to not use Genie Plus because you know it's an off week. So there's not going to be high crowds. You'll be able to use all these strategies and maximize your time at the park. So that way you're not spending huge amounts of time in line. I understand that some people's work schedules don't allow them to travel whenever it's not um, a peak season. But Every like quarter, I feel like has like an off season. So like in January, after Dopey weekend, before um, MLK weekend, that week is always pretty dead at Disney. Also, early February is also pretty calm 
in February. Then in May, it's pretty calm because it's right before the summer season starts. Then you get August and September, which are pretty dead weeks. And then you get those glorious you know, two weeks of early December where it's still crowded, but not as crowded as the other times during that holiday season. So every quarter of the year has an off peak time. And so if you want to save a little bit of money, your resorts are a lot cheaper than park tickets are a lot cheaper than, and you could get away without using Genie Plus during those times and still have a really awesome time at Walt Disney World. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. So the next strategy to use is to skip the nighttime shows. This one would be really hard for me. I love the nighttime shows, but if you're doing Magic Kingdom over two days, look at the crowd calendar, see which day is going to be the least crowded, and that is when you skip the nighttime show because the crowds are less anyway, and so you're going to hop into different lines and get some of these rides done during the fireworks show or during Fantasmic or whatever nighttime show is happening at Epcot. These times the rides drastically decrease because everyone is waiting or lining up to watch the fireworks show. They typically line up anywhere from 40 to an hour before the show. So that is key to start looking at some of those high demand rides. I saw Rise of the Resistance drop down to 35 minutes during the Fantasmic shows. So you really want to look at the wait times on your phone and decide which ones you're going to knock out. But skipping the nighttime show will ensure you that you will get on some of these more popular rides with a diminished wait time. And one more tip is to close down the parks. If you are in line, Disney has to let you ride. This is a risk for some rides. So like rides like Rise of the Resistance, I don't like waiting till the end of the night to ride that ride. It breaks down so much and it would be horrible to get in line five minutes before. And if you really, really, really want to ride it and then it breaks down and then you're you're done. Rise of the Resistance is one of those early entry rides that I think you should do. But a lot of the other rides don't have that issue. So hopping in line for Slinky Dog or Seven Dwarfs Mine Train right before the park closes to ensure that you end the night riding that ride, that's a great idea. I think that you will be able to knock out so many high-demand popular rides if it is on your priority list, if you wait till the end of the night and get on. I know Avatar Flight of Passage drops down to anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes if you get in at the end of the night. So that's another strategy that you can use to get on these rides. Okay, so I want to recap at this point because I know I just keep going over strategies. So we have the inflated wait times that you need to be aware of. We have using touring plans, staying on Disney property, using early entry hours as a rope drop technique to get on bucket list rides in the morning, avoiding high demand rides from 12 to 4, and fill it with other pieces of magic. 
So that way you can continue that Disney experience or take your midday break. Then we have using Genie Plus to your advantage in terms of checking it 72 hours every day before you get there so you can see where the wait times are and what rides you need to prioritize that are on your priority list. Looking at crowd calendars and staying at Walt Disney World during off-peak times. Every quarter of the year has an off-peak time, so try to maximize that time. Also, skipping the nighttime shows to get on some of those more popular rides and also closing the park down because if you're in line, Disney has to let you ride. So now that we've talked about all of those different strategies and techniques that you can use, let's talk about what to do in line, especially if you're doing this with younger kids. I have a totally different approach if I'm doing it with younger kids because I know that someone is going to have to go to the bathroom. So my first thing is you always want to go to the bathroom before you get into a line. I am just like, do you need to go potty? Even if the line is like 10 minutes, I'm like, do you need to go potty? Because if we are waiting in line, someone is going to tell me they need to go potty. So I always make sure that we go to the restroom. So we are going to the restroom a lot if we're not using Genie Plus because I don't want to get in a line if anyone has to go to the bathroom. So we go to the bathroom before we get in line. I have a rule that we don't wait in lines that are posted longer than 40 minutes. I really prefer 30 minutes, but 40 minutes I'll stretch to, but that's because we go to Disney a lot. So if you know that like this is your once in a lifetime trip, it's not in the budget to get Genie Plus and you are going to wait in a longer line, you go to the bathroom and you make sure you have your gear you need for a line. I'm talking about fidget spinners, poppets, make sure on your phone you have the game heads up, whatever is age appropriate for your kids that it's going to keep them entertained while they are in line, you need to have it. Don't just put those kids in line and be like, we're going to wait and suck it up. It will be miserable for you. And we're trying to turn this magic into memories. So you want to make sure that you have what you need to wait in line. And it will pass by quickly when they have all their little toys and fidget spinners. And my daughter even brings like a little notepad that she colors in. I don't care because the line moves in chunks as people board. So it's like, okay, pick up your stuff. Let's move. But I make sure we have everything we need to keep them entertained in that line. One of my other favorite things to do in line is to make friends. Now you need to use your airplane tactic. Like, Are the people only facing front and not looking at you? Are they not making eye contact? Do they not want to talk to you? If they're giving you the cues that they just want you to be in your space, leave them alone, like follow those cues. But a lot of times in line, we start talking and then it's like, oh my gosh, you're like making a new friend and it's a great time and the wait time just passes by. You talk about what has been going on at Disney during your trip. What are you hoping to do on your trip? You find out where the people have traveled from. There's always some commonalities that you end up finding with someone in line at Disney. And so that helps pass the time and make it go quickly. Sometimes the kids start playing or they start coloring together. We just have had a lot of really positive experiences in line with other families. So definitely take advantage of that. But, you know, also follow their cues. If they don't seem like they're talkative or they're tired or they're burnt out or whatever, like leave them alone. They probably don't want to chat in line. But, you know, I can talk to a wall. So um, 
I typically can make friends anywhere that I go. So I really enjoy that experience. If you're someone who enjoys that experience, then definitely do that. But I feel like Disney lines, we meet a lot of great people. And then some of them we meet up with later. And then it's really funny throughout the day because you'll keep passing them because you're at the same park. So you're just like, hey, friend. So that's another thing you can do that will help pass the time and make it move a little bit more quickly while you're waiting in line. So for my final tip, this one is what I suggest doing because there is magic in everything at Disney, even the low demand rides. So I would definitely make a list. If you don't have any priorities or must-dos and you're like, I really don't know what to expect when I'm going to Walt Disney World. So I would look at my Genie Plus for the three days leading up to my trip, and I would make a note of all the rides that have low wait times or don't seem to go above 30 minutes or 20 minutes, and just ride all of those, you know, and that will fill up your day. Still add your shows, parades, and your meals in there, and then by the time you get done riding all the lower wait time rides, you'll have a full day and it'll be filled with magic as well. You just won't get on a ton of those super popular high demand rides. The magic is being in the parks, but you do need a plan to go to the parks. Do not show up to the park being like, we're not using Genie Plus today, but we also don't know what we're doing. It will be miserable. Even when I do that as a veteran Disney goer who literally since just the reopening, I think I've been 10 times or 11 times and I travel from the Northeast, I still have to go with a plan because Disney is not the same as it was when we were kids where you could show up and get a lot of stuff done. And so having a plan keeps you from wandering around and not knowing what to do because it is so overwhelming. It's so big. It's so overstimulating that you just start looking like a squirrel that's like lost or like can't find its nut. And you're like going back and forth being like, okay, I don't know what to do next. Oh, well, that time is too long. I don't want to do that. And you just end up eating a bunch of quick service food. And that's not fun for anyone. So definitely have a plan going in to Walt Disney World at any of the parks, even if you don't plan on using Genie Plus. So for my final recap, inflated wait times. So keep that in mind, but go in thinking if it says 45 minutes, it's 45 minutes. Use touring plans. Stay on Disney property. Use early entry hours as if your life depended on it to get on the bucket list rides and make sure you rope drop. Avoid high demand rides from 12 to 4 and fill it with parades, shows, table service, character meals, or signature experiences. Use Genie Plus to your advantage. You're not paying for it, but you can go on the 72 hours before you arrive and start looking at the wait times and see if there's any trending patterns. Use your crowd calendars. Undercover Taurus is my favorite crowd calendar. When you use the crowd calendar, it will help you find times that are off-peak times at Walt Disney World. Make sure to stay during those times. Every quarter of the year has a week or two where it's off peak and you can get on more rides because the crowds are a lot less. Skip the nighttime shows. Try not to skip all of them, but skip them to get in lines if rides are your priority. Close down the parks. Disney has to let you on the ride if you are in line right when the park closes. 
pick the low demand rides and ride all of those. There's just as much magic in all of those rides than the popular rides. People Mover is just as magical as Seven Doors Mind Train. It's just a different kind of magic. Then prepare yourself and your kids for waiting in line. Go to the bathroom before you get into any line. It is a pain to have to leave the line. A lot of people won't let you back in. And let me just note too, having one person wait in line and the family come up, a cast member will not let you. Because once people catch on that that's what you're doing, they will not let you catch up with that person. So just don't even attempt it. It will ruin your experience in your day. Then prep for the long lines, at least two long lines a day. You can guarantee yourself if you're not using Genie Plus, you will wait in two very long lines. Make sure you have everything you need for the kids, toys, games on your phone. We are not an iPad family, but I do see people bring iPads to the park, especially if they're going to be waiting in line. Just make sure that they're in a really good case because I would hate for those to um, break while you're waiting in line. I actually did have an iPad break in line at Disneyland waiting for It's a Small World when my child was like three years old. Um then also, my last tip is make friends in line. I love making friends in line, finding out where people are from, how their Disney trip is going, what things that they have going on. Use your airplane rules. If they are ignoring you, do not talk to them. They don't want to be spoken to. But if they're kind of turning back, looking at your kids too, go ahead and have a conversation and make the line pass a lot faster. So I have one last bonus tip to give you. If you are going to the parks and you look at the calendar and there are after hours or after hour parties, those are great times to ride rides as well. I would prefer to do an after hours event versus like the Christmas or Halloween party because there's so much extra stuff to do with those parties. But any after hours event is going to get you on a ton of rides. I just want to thank you for joining me for another podcast episode. I hope this helps you. If you're not planning on using Genie Plus at the park, I dove into a little bit of strategy for each park, but not deeply. I will definitely try to cover each park more deeply. If you don't want to use Genie Plus, although I highly recommend it, it does change your day. But I'm so glad that you joined me for this episode and have a magical rest of your day.